Good morning. Today is Monday, eleventh of Adar. It's March twenty-first, and I'm Dan Margulis filling in for my Linzer while he's away. Hopefully, he'll be back tomorrow. I think that's the plan. And we are going to pick up toward the bottom of Tad Amud Bet. The discussion had been about uh, a case of determining uh, under what circumstances is a woman who is raped by a number of men, uh, which of them are treated as perpetrators of the violation Na'rahama or Rasabet is raping a, a woman who had been um, married but was a virgin. That is, she had been, there was Kiddushin already, but she's a virgin, compared to a case of an adulterous kind of rape where the punishments are different. In the case of Na'rahama or the punishment is by Skila, but in the case of, of any sort of adultery, the punishment is with chenek, which is a less severe kind of uh, death penalty. Pretty, sounds, they both sound pretty bad. They, uh, you <laughs> end up dead either way, but Chazal at least had an understanding that skila is somehow worse than chenek. Uh, it's interesting to th- think about just the fact that there are different kinds of death penalties and each of them has different qualities and different characteristics in a variety of ways. Part of that evaluation centers around how damaging they are to the human body. Interestingly enough, the whole discussion in Sanhedrin is about uh, always creeps in an interesting sugyu. So is you have to pick an appropriate or pleasant sort of death for someone, even when you execute them. Um, so that yeah. If she didn't participate willingly, she still receives. No, no, she she doesn't get the. It is the case of rape. The woman is is innocent. Right. And the question then is is how to uh, how the rapist or in this case multiple rapists would be punished. Um, so the bride had said, There could be ten men who rape the same woman, and she's still considered a betula. That is, that all ten of them would receive skila for that act because it's referring to anal sex, which would not have the same consequences as vaginal sex in that she's still considered to be a betula afterwards. And this is a debate between Rebbe and Rabbanan. So we'll pick up from about eight lines up from the bottom from the Kamash Balan. So how does Rebbe have this opinion? The Pasuk could have just said Uba'al. The fact that the Pasuk referring to marriage says Rebbe can learn two things from that word because he can learn the word says Uba'al and the extra hey to for Adrasha. So Rava later uses that pasuk to learn the principle Kiddushin Hamisurim that Kiddushin for which sex, a sexual relationship would be permitted afterwards counts as Kiddushin, but Kiddushin She'ein Misurim Kiddushin Kiddushin which at the time of Kiddushin perhaps uh, the sexual relationship would be prohibited are not Kiddushin. So Rava uses that for that drasha. Turn ahead to Daf Nun Aleph if you have it. On Daf Nun Aleph Amud Aleph there's a machlokus between Rashi and Tosos how to understand the principle of Kiddushin She'ein Misurim Lugia. Rashi's principle is that it refers to any and all of the Arayot that is prohibited sexual relationships. Obviously those if you would try to marry your sister, or you would try to marry your brother, you try to marry your grandmother, you try to marry your grandfather, those sorts of relationships would not work because they're erva. And Tosus is upset because... That's the least of your problem. Fine. Okay, so that's part of the question. Meaning, that, but we know that there is a principle that certain kinds of arayot, at least, the relationship is categorized as ein kiddushin tofsin, right. that the kiddushin do not even take effect. According to at least some of the tanaim, that's 
the, the qualification for what makes a mamzer is if it's a relationship where the erva is so severe that kiddushin would not even work. But Tosus disagrees, and Tosus thinks kiddushin she'in misurim labia actually doesn't refer to erva at all. And Tosus thinks it's referring to um, the relationship, the difference between two different kinds of relationships that are prohibited in halacha. There are chayve lavim, that is, um, Kohen marrying uh, a zona, or a, or a Yisrael marrying a mamzeret, or something like that. Those relationships, chayve lavim, those are unaffected by a marital status. That is the prohibition, uh, sorry, the opposite. The prohibition is to become married. So the same prohibition existed before and I'm sorry, I've gotten mixed up a little bit. Um, right. So that Tosa says that Tasi Kiddushin Lakak Nirelafarish Kiddushin Shain Misurim Labia Klomar She Isur Habia al Yede Kiddushin. Tosa thinks that Kiddushin Shainam Nisurim Labia means referring to a case where the Isur Bia kicks in because of marriage. That is a a re- relative who you marry into. For example, the case of Nunalif is a man tries to marry one of two sisters, but he does not make clear which of the two sisters he married. So then, there's a prohibition of being married to your wife's sister, and then now he's stuck. Neither of them is permitted to him because of the suffix. So that's the case that Tostos thinks that Kiddushin Shem Nusurim Lubiyah is talking about, and the Ran, and Daf Aleph, and Dafei Haritz, in Ksuvos, Asakashia from the first mission in uh, Mesachas Yuma, which is that we prepare a spare wife for the Kohen Gadol in case his wife mm-hmm. dies on Yom Kippur, but because the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur has to be married. But the question is, so then you can't get married on Yom Kippur because it would be Kiddushin Shein Nimsurim Lubia. You cannot have sex on Yom Kippur and therefore it would not be real Kiddushin and the Ran has to deal with that. So that's an interesting... You can have a Rusin, but I don't think that's... No, this has, a Rusin is Kiddushin. Kiddushin has to be Reuim Lubia. It has to be Nimsurim Lubia. That is, you are not allowed to have sex right after Kiddushin, uh-huh. but you are only allowed to have Kiddushin with someone with whom you will later be allowed to have sex. That's what that principle means. You can have Mosiyim on the 11th of Tishrei. So that has to be part of the Ron's answer, but it's an interesting oh. question, at least. Okay. So that's Rava. Rava Damar Barahani Savar Liki, Kahi Shisha, Vala, Kiddushin, Hamasurin, Labia, Habi Kiddushin, Kiddushin, Shain, Misurin, Labia, Lo, Habi Kiddushin, Michael, Maymar, Imke, Nikto, Kra, O, Bala. So even we can learn Rava's Shita, even for Rebbe. That is, he could have said, O, Vala, Ki, Kahi Shisha, O, Vala, either get, uh, take Kiddushin or or have a sexual relationship. So the fact it says, Umay Uva Allah, it says, U both Shamamina Kulhu. Rebbe, Hi, Be'ulat Baal Ma'avidlay. So what does Rebbe then do with the Pasuk Be'ulat Baal? Because we said that Rebbe learns all of these from the Pasuk Uva and the Rabbanan used another Pasuk to learn Kiddushay Bia, that is, Be'ulat Baal. So what does Rebbe learn from the Pasuk Be'ulat Baal, the Pasuk by Nara Hamorasa? So, Rebbe learns that is that a woman who has anal sex with her husband that counts as sex to make her not a betula but if a woman were to be anally raped by another man that would not make her to be considered a beula and therefore she would still uh, the rapist would be punished by skila rather than chenek so what does Rebbe do with the Brisa? Rebbe adds on his own line at the end where he disagrees with the Tanakhama so the Tanakhama's position is along with Rabbanan and Rebbe says Omerani bas- uh, the Harishon Baskila only the first one is punished by skila because he's the 
He's the husband who married her by Kiddushet Bia, and the rest are by Chenek. Okay, just to note an interesting point, the only Tana, at least as far as I know, who ever says Omer Ani is Rebbe. So some of the Achronim have pointed out that's sort of like Nireh Lanu Dati in the Achronish uh, parlance. That is a certain kind of humility. Rebbe doesn't present his, even though he's the author of the Mishnah, he doesn't present his own Shitot as being more important than anyone else. He actually kind of has a certain humility. We saw at the end of Sota that Rebbe had a very high level of humility. So that's one aspect of that. Okay. Amar Rebbe Zera. Mode Rebbe Lenyan Knas Tekuluhu Mishalmi. No. So according to Rebbe Zera, Rebbe agrees with the Rabbanan that all ten rapists would pay the 50 shekel knas. The machlokas is only about what death penalty they get, whether they get chenek or whether they get skila. So, mode Rebbe linyan knas, the kulhu mishalmi, maishina mekatala. What's the difference between paying the fine and being executed? Shani hatam, da'amarkra, umeit ha'ish asher shachad ima levado. The man who slept with her is the only one who will die. That's in the case of rape, obviously, because the woman is innocent in the case of rape, so she will not be executed, as opposed to a case where a woman who was already married had a willing, consensual, adulterous relationship, in which case she would also be executed. So what do the rabbis then do with the word levado, the word levado, to exclude the other nine rapists? That's for, for Rebbe's shita. So what does the rabbanan use that word for? Shavim ke'echad that the two uh, the two parties that is in a case of willing uh, willing adultery the the adulterer and the wife are both executed the same way Aju shavim ke'echad they're executed the same way Rabbi Yoshaya Rabbi Yonatan Omer umeid ha'isha shechachav imalevado he darshins it differently he says the pasuk says umeid ha'isha shechachav imalevado the man who slept with her himself will die. Rabbi Yochanan hai sevar menalei imkein lichtov krab be'ulat ish ma'i be'ulat ba'osh ma'i natarzi. So then, even within Rebbe's position that you don't, that you use this to learn all these halachot about Nara HaMorasa, nonetheless, you could still manage to fit everything into the drushes. We'll pick up on Yud, Yud HaMedalaf at the two dots. Yibailahu, techilat biyakona osof biyakona. Does the initial penetration of a sexual act work for Kinyan Kiddushin, that is for uh, Kiddushi Bia, or Sof Bia Kona, presumably referring to ejaculation. Nafkamina kegon shaharaba upashigada vikabla Kiddushin me'achir. What if the first man penetrated her but did not complete the sexual act and then stopped and they separated and she went and received Kiddushin from someone else somewhere else? So in that case, then the Nafkamina, the question is which, which part of the sexual act um, creates the Kinyan Kiddushin. Tosos here brings four different answers how to resolve this Gemara with a Gemara in Yivamos that talks about the fact that it's obvious that by everywhere else we know that the initial penetration is what counts for any kind of sexual violation or sexual act in general. And so Tosos here, just some of them to note, I mean, it's important to see the Rash Mishans, uh, the Rivam, and Rabbi Nutam and Rabbi Nisim Gaon each have their own answers. That's the uh, Tosfos Kol Haboel Data Al Gemar So each of them has a very different approach to how do we understand the different processes involved in a sexual act. And it's important Tosfos to take a look at later. Okay, so that's the Nafkamina. Or Inami Lekoin Gadol Dekakani Betula Bibia. Or if a Koin Gadol is trying to marry his wife through Kiddushay Bia. That is, a Koin Gadol has a mitzvah saseh to marry a Betula. But if the f- beginning act of, kiddush, of, of sex makes her Be'ula, we know that from Yavamos, but if he's only create the Kenyan Kiddushin at the end, then it would never be permitted for a Kohen Gadol 
to marry his wife with Kiddushay Bia. We're going to find out later that already in the time of Amorim it became forbidden for anyone to use Kiddushay Bia, but it's important to consider this aspect for the, for the Kohen Gadol. So according to Amemar, according from Rava, whoever has sex is intent is only to wait until the completion of the sexual act, and that's an important chazaka here. Obviously, that's the point that contradicts with the Gemara Yavamos that Tosfos has to reconcile. <laughs> it's weird in what sense? Well, that it's an interesting discussion, at least. Obviously, the question is: we're trying to uh, essentialize the act involved, obviously considering the fact that we're talking here about using an act of sex as a Kenyan for Kedushin, what creates that legal status may be different than sort of a colloquial or common sense of what is what is or is not a sexual act. This is a, an important question. Is Kedushin Bia actually different than other the other two modes of Kedushin? We know that with Kedushin Kesev and Kedushin Shtar, you give the Kesev or you give the Shtar, and that's Kiddushin. And then you need a second process called Chuppah that creates the Nisuin. So here we see, Does one act of Bia actually do both steps together? Could a single act of Kiddushin Bia reach the stage of Nisuin already, automatically? These are three things that are influenced by whether or not it was Kiddushin or not. That is, for inheritance purposes, if the husband only inherits his wife's property if she would die uh, after Nisuin, or Litamelat, he's a Kohen, then he can only uh, become Tame to be involved in her funeral and burial pra- uh, um, processes if they are at the stage of Nisuin, or Lahafer Nedarea, to uh, nullify her vows, that is also only the, the husband's loan right if she, if she is um, uh, Nisua. But during Erosin, it's a com- combined strength of the father and the husband together. We learned that in Mesachas Nidarim, towards the middle. If it was Nisuin, then he is able to do all of those things. And if it was only Erosin, then it would not work. It's very interesting that Gemara smells it all out for us. My Amar Rabbi. So Abaye quotes now from a Brisa, and he says, The father has the rights to his daughter's Kiddushin for Kesef Shtar and Bia. Strange that he talks about Kiddushin Bia because it's unclear what rights the father has. Probably just a formulaic quote uh, of the three modes of Kiddushin. He gets her... If she finds a lost object, it belongs to him. Or if she makes something, then it belongs to the father. The, you know, you're, you bring home your paycheck from your summer job, so your parents get it. The, the father has the power to annul her vows. He can receive her get for her. And he is not allowed to, uh, while she owns property that she bought under her own name, he does not get the produce from that those properties in in his in her lifetime. Nisais, if she marry if she marries, that is, once she marries her husband, Yatarallah Habaal, the Baal has more rights than the father, Sheokel Peros Pechaya. The husband has rights to the produce of the wife's uh, uh, uniquely owned property. That is, when a woman brings uh, real estate into a marriage, the husband has certain rights to the produce of that real estate during the marriage. Katani Bia Vikatani Nisais. 
it says Bia and it says Niseis as two different sages. That is the first sage mentioned Kiddushay Bia, and then it said Yatar Alav Habal in a case of Niseis. So therefore, Kol Katani Niseis Ashara. So they have to deflect that and say even Lamandamar. If you would want to say the one position who holds that Kiddushay uh, that Bia is Nisuinosa. Nonetheless, you could say Niseis just refers to if you had done Kiddushay Kesef or Kiddushay Shtar, but Kiddushay Bia obviously would reach the stage of Nisuin anyway. Or it fits, obviously, as a better fit for the opinion who says uh, Bia does not do Nisuin. Amar Rava, Tashma. So Rava now brings another Brisa. Ba'ashaloshanim v'yamachad mikadashet b'biya. A once a, a girl reaches the age of three, we know this is a general halachic principle. Just as a, you have to pick an arbitrary cutoff. Chazal happened to pick what to us seems to be a very young age as an arbitrary cutoff. But the age of three is the age at which um, a woman's sexual act counts as sex. If you look in Rashi, Rashi says younger than that. Mikan about pachot mikan kenotein Lower than the age of three is like putting a finger in the eye. That is to say that it it's not even sex. Obviously, this touches on important questions about child abuse and how to mm-hmm. halachically address issues about child abuse uh, from a variety of angles. And Tosos deals with that to a certain extent here as well. Uh, interesting to note that it, it's not uniquely a modern problem. So Tashma bat mit from the age of three, a, a girl could be or if her brother-in-law, that is, she had already been married, her husband had died, obviously they had no children because she was from the age of three, then the, the Yavam can, can have sex with her to perform Yibum, and anyone who would sleep with her after she is married uh, violates the prohibition on Eshet Ish, adultery, and whoever has sex with her while she is a Nida is made to be... Yes, I'm sorry, I'm just... A mis- no, I'm just saying, how can she be a Nida? Well, how can she be a Nida? There are various hormonal situations in which even infant girls can have some kind of vaginal bleeding. It's uh, not exactly the same thing as menstruation. Like an or it's referring to someone who is below the age... Right. The so, age of puberty has right. plummeted over the last... And it's right. gone up and down over right. history. Um, important point about, about uh, Boel Nida. So the Torah uh, prescribes the fact that the Tuma of Nida is transferred to a person who has sex with the woman while she's in Nida. That is, that there is a prohibition on having sex during Nida, but also the Tuma transfers in a way. But it's not an equivalent transfer. The man, called Boel Nida, he is an Av HaTuma, but he's only Metameh, so it says, uh, A person who has some kind of a bodily flow, that is a zava, zava, yuletis, or a nida, sits on even a million couches, you imagine princess and the pea, sits on the top, all of them are considered mishkav hazav, or mishkav hanida, or whatever, that the tuma transfers to all of them, and they could transfer even mm-hmm. adam v'kelim, but if the man who was boel nida sits on something, it's only like, Mishkav uh, Elyon. Um, that is to say that it's like uh, transferred by contact rather than transferred by this uh, very expansive notion of sitting on something and transfers through all of the mattresses. So that's discussed extensively throughout Seder Taros. Uh, it's important just to think about different ways that Tuma can transfer and usually when Tuma transfers it goes down a level. That is, Abha Tuma touches something becomes Rishon the Tuma and it goes down. But in this case, Anida with the man she sleeps with, he also becomes an Abhatuma, 
and if she sits on something, she can make things av hatuma. He sits on something, it doesn't come av hatuma, it only comes a blood hatuma. So that's just an important uh, distinction about some of those different transfers, and some of them transfer actually as sort of a horizontal transfer as well. The im nisais la coin, ochelas but truma. If she marries a coin to the stage of nisuin, she could eat truma. The imbalea echad mikol arayot shebatora mumetim al yada. If an adult man uh, who is erva to her would have sex with this even a young girl, then he would be executed for violation of prohibition of erva. Vihi patura. And obviously, as a minor, she would be exempt from any punishment for that. Or if she has sex with someone who makes her such that she cannot marry a coin, then she would not, that, that would take effect. So, so too, this brisa also refers to first the stage of Bia and then separately the stage of Nisais. Wait, sorry, you're saying she wouldn't be able to marry a Correct. That is, after the age of three, the act of sex counts as an act of sex. So since she was Nivala Labhasawa, that works to prevent her from being mar- able to marry a coin in the future. Um, okay. So, Katani Bia and Katani Nisais. This Brisa also references two different stages, a stage of Bia and a stage of Nisais. So that sounds like, again, the same proof as Abai had and Rava also has that Bia and Nisuin are two different stages. Hachi Kamar. Ihani Nisuin de Kohen in Hu Ocheles Petruma. Or you could say, no, they said Nisais la Kohen, that isn't a different stage. You could even read it saying they're all Nisuin. And if that Nisuin was to a Kohen, then she could eat Truma. In other words, reading it to still fit the position that says, Bia Nisuino said, that is, we don't uh, think that this is a proof against that position. So both Abai and Rava have brought a Brisa that distinguishes seemingly between Bia and Nisuin. And the Gemara finds a way to deflect that challenge. So, we're really trying to defend that shita, bia nisuin osa, it seems. Okay. Vekatani says, Kamar hani nisuin lekohen ninu ocheles petruma. Tashma. So now we have another brisa. Ukvar shalach Yochanan ben Bagbag etzel Rabbi Yehuda ben Betera. Linitzbin. So Rabbi Yochanan ben Bagbag sent a message to Yehuda ben Betera in Nitzbin. Shamadi alach asha'ata omer arusa batisrael ocheles petruma. I heard that you paskind that a woman already at the stage of kidushin can eat truma. That is, a, a Yisrael woman married a Kohen by Kiddushin, and you, Paskin, you, Rabbi Yehuda ben Betera, you, Paskin, that she could eat truma. Shalach lo, ve'ata, i'ata omer kain, you, you don't? Paskin like that? Okay, I thought you're a big Talmud Chacham and you know your Baki Bechadre Torah to be able to learn Kalvachomer. It's interesting to know Kalvachomer is based on logic. So why do you have to be Baki Bechadre Torah? You have to be very fluent in all the many different areas and details of Halacha in order to make it Kalvachomer. If it's based on logic, why can't you just make it up even if you don't know anything? Or maybe, so, maybe saying that you're limited. You, you know a lot of different sources, but you, can't, you don't know logic. Perhaps. Or to say... You have to be able to know under which circumstances you would be allowed to make Kalvachomers and which not. Meaning, you have to know the parameters of the system in order to even apply logic to the system. So now he's going to tell you his Kalvachomer for why he thinks it's allowed. So, don't you know? A female Eved Kanani, a female Shifcha Kanani, the fact that she would have sex with her slave master, which is prohibited, would not allow her to eat truma, but the purchasing her with money does allow her to eat truma. Zosha biatama achil tabetruma, a woman, a married woman, who would be niknate 
by a sexual act that would allow her to eat truma. So shouldn't kesef kedushin also work? That is, by a shivcha kananit, bia does not work, but kesef does work. So by a married woman, a wife, shouldn't if bia does work, shouldn't kesef also work? So he says, I can't deal with it because the rabbi, that is a mitzvah de Rabbanan, the rabbi is restricted this and says that an unmarried, a married woman should not eat truma until after Nisuin. We saw that already a few dafim ago, the fear that she'll share it with her family members. We know that during the stage of Kiddushin, a married woman is still living in her parents' home, presumably. So if she would, by fear that she would share the truma with her Yisrael family, and then they'll come to eat truma. Interesting, what if a Kohen girl is marrying into a Kohen family, but then there's no problem because she could eat truma either way. Either she's a bat Kohen or she's a Eshet Kohen. So either way, she's safe. Um, okay. But it's interesting to consider then, would there be a Durabanan period where it would still be prohibited for her to eat truma from this? Meaning, at what stage does she leave the status of bat Kohen? Once the time of Kiddushin kicks in, maybe you'll say that she's no longer really considered bat Kohen anymore because she's married, and the Isser Durabanan in the middle. So I think, I, I'm not sure about that. It's an interesting question. I have to take a look at that. You're saying then you, you're the she wouldn't be able to eat from either of them? Exactly. During that middle period between Kiddushin and Nisuin. Maybe. It's, it, just it's an interesting question. Can't eat her father's trimmer or her husband's trimmer. Well, that's a question. I don't know. I have to take a look into that. I mean, I, it seems un, unnecessarily strict for no reason. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So what case are we talking about? So now this is Yochanan ben Bagbag refuting Rabbi Yehuda ben Betera's Kalvach So he says, I don't understand. Hey, what are you talking about? If you're talking about Bia, that is a Kiddushe Bia accompanied by Chupa, and Kiddushe Kesef accompanied by Chuppah then Betarvayhu Michal Achla then of course she could eat Truma because she's Nisua that's already two stages of marriage the, okay Ve'ela Bevia Shal Yedei Chuppah Bekesef Shelo Yedei Chuppah or are you talking about Bia that was accompanied by Chuppah compared to Kesef that was not accompanied by Chuppah but then you're talking about you've already accomplished two stages of marriage compared to one. So obviously they're different, so you can't make a kalvachomer. And so fine. No, I'm going to explain. Bia that did not have chuppah and kesef that did not have chuppah and that therefore this kalvachomer of Rabbi Yehuda ben Betera is a support for the notion Bia Nisuin Osa. If you're going to say that Bia is Nisuin Osa, that is the act of sex, reaches already the second stage of marriage. It makes sense because you're saying that Bia is stronger than Kesef. If you think that Bia only does the first stage of marriage, that is Kedushin, so I understand, how can you then distinguish between, oh, it's obvious to you that Bia, Kedushin Bia is enough to allow you to eat Truma, but Kiddushay Kesef would not be, even though they both just reached a stage of Kiddushin. How can one be obvious to learn a Kavachomer from that one to learn the other one? That is, how could one be a doubtful case and one be a sure case if they're both just Kiddushin? So, Rav Nachman bar Yitzchak le'olam emelchav b'biya shal yedei No, we're talking about Bia that was accompanied by Chopah, but Kesef shelo yedei Chopah, and Kiddushay Kesef that was not accompanied by Chopah. But now we have to have an answer to the Hachatarte Hasam Chada uh, objection, which is what do you kidamart? Hachatarti hachachada kalachomer mia atia. So how can you make the kalachomer? The hachi shalachle uma shivcha kanani she'in biyatam achilta betruma a shivcha kanani 
who having sex with her does not allow her to eat truma afilu al yedei chupa even if you did chupa with her also kaspa machil below chupa and kesef allows her to eat truma even without chupa though should be atama achilta ba truma al yedei chupa this one a wife who bia plus chupa does work einodin she kaspa machilta ba truma below chupa then shouldn't kedusha kesef alone work without it now obviously this kavachomer is predicated on the basic assumption that we can equate the role that kesef has by purchasing a slave and kesef for kesef kedushin and the fact that we see that it does not work that is the kavachomer does not work is the gemara's way of highlighting the fact that those are different processes um but to note as well, Bia does not work by Shifcha Kanani. It's not a marital relationship. It's a very different kind of process, a very different kind of Kenyan. Okay. So, we've reached a point now where this whole Kavachomer discussion has been explained. That is, Rabbi Yehuda ben Betera's Kavachomer, as initially presented, was challenged. It was restructured in a way that's very more contrived kind of kavachomer, that is, bia plus chupa does not work for shifcha knanit, but kesef does. Ah, so shouldn't bia plus chupa work, that does work for a, a wife, shouldn't kesef also work? And then he said, ah, but midrabanan, kesef kidushin isn't enough to let her eat truma anyway, because they were worried that she would share the truma with her relatives. And therefore, the whole point of this conversation was just to explain that there is no need to read um, that is, we thought Rabbi Huda ben Betera's Kavachomer was based on the assumption Bia Nisuin and we were able to explain how it in fact is not. Okay, uh, so now we've reached the point where we said, So that's what we're talking about. Okay, so Shifcha Kanani, Lo Shir Bekinyana. The difference is that Shifcha Kanani, all you need is one stage, one act of Kinyan to buy a slave. But with Kesef Kiddushin, there's another stage waiting to take effect. Marriage is a two-stage process. Kesef does the first stage, and the second stage is Chuppah. So obviously that's the difference. That's why Kesef plays a very different role in the two processes, partially because it's a totally different Chalos, and part of it because it's a totally different process, a two-stage process or a one-stage process. Ravina Amar Midoraita Mifshad Pashtilei, the Achla. So Ravina explains differently. Ravina says, Midoraita, the Halacha is that a woman at the stage of Kiddushin can eat Truma. It's obvious. And he, this, that means the entire conversation now, this whole question between Rabbi Yochanan ben Bagbag asking Rabbi Huda ben Betera is not a Doraita question. It's a Durabanan question. At what stage can a married woman eat truma midrabanan? After the Gzeira. After the fact that uh, a Mekudeshet woman is not allowed to eat truma. And what's the question? This is what he asked him. So, I heard that you say that an Arusa Bat Yisrael, that is a Yisraelite woman who was Mekudeshet to a Kohen, is allowed to eat truma, and you do not worry about Simpon. So what's Simpon? We're going to have to explain that in just a second. So he sends back to him the same Kalvachomer, but what's Simpon? So Simpon, if you look in Rashi, Rashi says, Simpon, anything which undermines something else in the previous Rashi, Misum Simpon, Shema Yimatseba Mum. So what happens? Suppose there's Kedushin. 
and the man marries the woman. Great. And now she starts eating truma. And then what? Then they start to live together, and he realizes that she has whatever would qualify as a moon. We don't have to get into that now. It comes up later in the Sechta. So some kind of a moon that the husband was unaware of. So now, it was Kiddushay Ta'ut. The whole purpose of getting married, the husband now retroactively realizes he never really meant to marry this woman for this Ta'ut. This is such a major flaw in her presumably physical appearance, but the, the question of psychological and mental aspects of ta'ut are very much at the forefront of modern uh, um, aguna shilas. And so, in that case, we would say, we're not worried about simpon. That is, he says, there's no fear that a husband now is retroactively going to undo the kiddushin based on finding this mum that, that this woman has, uh, and therefore she will have retroactively been a Yisraeli eating truma. Okay, that's the concern. And we say we don't worry about that. But now let's see. What kind of uh, simpon are we talking about? What kind of mum are we talking about? Okay. Okay. So now we have to refute Rabbi Huda ben Betera's Kalvachomer, which now has an extra clause about just like a Shifcha Kananit does not have a fear of simpon, so too a married woman, a wife, does not have the same concern of simpon, that is, if she marries a Kohen and starts eating truma from the time of Kiddushin, and then retroactively a, a flaw would be discovered that would undo the Kiddushin, then retroactively be a problem, and we say, no, we don't worry about finding such a flaw. No, with Avarim, there's no concern about these Mumim. Why? If it's a visible Mum, who? He already saw it. Or if it was something hidden that's on a covered part of her body. So the fact is, who cares if she has a moom on a covered part of her body? He bought a slave in order to have her as a laborer of some kind, to work in the home, to work in the field or something. So it doesn't matter if she has a physical moom on a covered part of her body because he's not going to see that. Uh, so... What about now this important uh, clause? So, Nimtaganav Okubiustus, what if the slave was found to be a uh, thief or a uh, kidnapper? Uh, so, Higio, it, that is, it arrived to him, that he means he already knew about it. How, why so? Do we say that it's because uh, robbers are well known? If he's already been prosecuted by the government, then there's a coal. That is, he's already known to be a criminal. So what about a case where already we're talking about Kibel, Masar, Vehalach, those are three different cases. You look in Rashi, Kibel, Alav, Et Hamumim. So the first case is what if the husband accepted the mum? It means he knew about it. Okay? Masar, what about Masar, Ha'av, Lushuluchai Habal, Osha Halchush, Luchai Havim, Shuluchai Habal, Vodabaderach, Mishum Simpon, Iko, Mishum Shemma Tashkeleka. The two different reasons for a, a married woman from the stage of Kiddushin not to eat Truma, the first one because maybe she's going to share with her relatives, the second one because of Simpon, so those are the Nafkaminas. Kibel, if the husband accepted the mum, then it's fine, but it wouldn't solve the problem of maybe she'll share it with her family. Masar, if the husband has sent her truma food to eat on the way while she's traveling to his house once she already left her parents' house, well then mumim is still a problem, but sharing it with her family is not a problem. So those two different cases, Masar Bahalach and Kibel, are two different cases to test whether we paskin one or the other of those reasons for a married woman from the time of Kiddushin not eating truma, but nonetheless the point is that by uh, slaves, we don't say 
that mum is a problem, a physical mum at least. The question is, well, what about a, a criminal background? And the Gemara refused that and says, well, a criminal background is well known. That yeah, is, he said it's only armed robbery. What about just like petty thieves? Okay, so Pe- well, Ganav... Why, why does it have to be so extreme? No, a Gazlan is an armed robbery, right? A Ganav, a Ganav is a thief. It's a kleptomaniac type. You're not going to have that person. You don't want such no, a person. Right, so that means... Exactly, so the difference... In other words, that a Ganav, a regular Ganav, would still be a problem. And that's an opening to consider the fact that a psychological or, or behavioral problem in an Eved... None, that would still be a moon. That is, armed robbery, where a case either a person who is an armed robber or a person who's been uh, prosecuted by the government, such is a problem, because, but it's already well known. No, he said, yes, and therefore, his, his, the whole point was this, what was, why is Ben Bag Bag objecting to the call of Homer, right? So he's saying, because no matter what, I have my basis covered, but I'm saying it's not right. true. What because of an unarmed, yeah. that is a thief, exactly, Ganav, the question of Ganav, Nimsa Ganav, right, so look in Rashi, the Ganav Nimsa Ganav Eino Batel Bakach the Hakamelan Amocher Eved Lachaver and Nimsa Ganav Kubiustus Higio. So that's from the Brisa, and then exactly your question, which is a Ganav is unarmed, so is not a problem. So we have to say, really, when it says Ganav, it was talking about Listin Mizuyan, which means that if you're talking then about unarmed robbery, that is petty thievery, perhaps there is an opening to consider the fact that even for an Eved, such would still be considered a Mum, but it certainly you kind of have to thread the needle. Uh, with the Brisa. Um, okay, uh, just a few other points. Uh, if we turn back to Yud Amidalef, there's an interesting machlokas between the Rambam and the Raivid. The Rambam, about this whole que- question of uh, the role of anal sex in rape cases, so the Rambam and the Raivid have a machlokas, and the Rambam thinks that so if you take a look at the Tosus Riazakin, which is not the Tosus Riazakin, uh, in the it's probably Rav Avraham in Hahar because his main project in Masachic Kedushin is defending the Rambam from the Rambam's critics and we know that that was one of Rav Avraham in Hahar's uh, in the Provençal Chachamim's general project so often if you take a look the, right in the middle of the line says the Haram Katav that's the Rambam no the narrow lines uh, about uh, two-thirds of the way down in the narrow line, the Haram Katab Banara Bula Perak Aleph, She'ino Mishalim Knas Ela Kidarka. So he says, in a case of rape, of Nara Hamorasa, the rapist only pays the Knas in, if it was vaginal sex, but not anal sex. So that's the Rambam Shita, and the Ravid fiercely disagrees with him um, based on this Gemara. That is, this Gemara seems, by a case of rape, to fully equate anal and vaginal sex it's just an interesting question to consider part of what does the Torah conceptualize as the crime of rape obviously uh, to think about the role that at least in the Torah's conception part of that issue is the status that the woman has as a betula or not and so how vaginal sex influences that is different than the way the rabbis understand anal sex because the, only the husband makes her betula through an act of anal sex um, and so this Tosus Yerazakin uh, addresses that question. He tries to explain the Rambam Shita a little bit to try to fit it back into the other Gemaras in Suvos. Uh, and just to take a look also uh, in the Tosos Kol, the four different Shitot that I didn't get to explain earlier, four different Shitot, how Tosos me- meshes this Gemara, which says, like Amemar said at the end of the Gemara, Amemar Mishmei Derava, Kol HaBoel Datoel Gemar Bia, that is when a man is having sex, his intent is to the completion of the sexual act. While in Yevamos it sounds like He'ara, the initial penetration is what counts as a sexual act. So here are the four different explanations in Tosos. So Omer Rashba, that's the Rash Mishans. Tachiyam Rinan He'ara Kona Eino Hainu Bishelo Asa. 
Ki'im He'ara. So when we say He'ara works, that's because you only did He'ara. But if the process was completed, then the Das kicks in only at the final stage of the sexual act. That's the Rashi's position. Then if you go down a little bit farther, V'harivam, he rates, you get your choice. The husband's das is dependent on which part of the sexual act his intent is on. If he's thinking about the first act, then that would count. And if he's waiting until the end, then that is what would count. The Rabbeinu Tam rates, Once the Talmud in Yavamos had included penetration as the sexual act, what is Rabbeinu Tam saying? This important distinction. Every place that sex is mentioned refers to the initial penetration. When the Gemara is talking about the beginning or the end of the sexual act, it's not actually talking about the beginning or the end of the sexual act. Is it the beginning of the beginning or is it the end of the beginning? As we would say. So that's the question. That's Rabbeinu Tam. And Rabbeinu Gaon, who was from North Africa and was not a Gaon, Rabbeinu Nisim Gaon, he rates, Rabbeinu so he distinguishes between which sexual act can create chupa. That is, in Yibum, we have a lower standard because we say the Yavama is already at The role, that, the legal role that this action is taking is a lower uh, weight legal action compared to, in this case, uh, Kiddushin trying to do more so that the Das is on Gemar Bia. So, the child abuse thing, I don't remember exactly the line in Tosus, so I have to go back and check, maybe I can mention it to you tomorrow. Um, I was trying to do Tosus' discussion about how the age of three, uh, maybe, maybe I'll turn off the recorder and we can uh, take a look for a few minutes and then, and then 